Welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about making the adjustment. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So we're into week three of uh, social distancing. Um, I'm hoping it's not been too stressful for everybody listening. I'm hoping that you're all coping really well. I'm hoping that you're all managing to stay stay safe and stay well um, and that everyday life isn't becoming uh, too much of a chore. So hopefully we're all finding ways to balance the new uh, requirements on our movements and things uh, with everything else that we have to do. And, and that's kind of what today's podcast episode is about, is making that adjustment. So um, we're kind of blending to today's topic. Uh, this week, I've been uh, keeping up with my running, which is really good. Uh, I've been able to uh, get out um, for my usual training schedule, so I'm still keeping that. That's that's been really good. Um, so uh, three times a week, I've been getting out for uh, my runs. Um, I'm trying to do a bit more exercise at home as well. So um, I have a treadmill um, now as well, um, which is helping out. So when I'm doing video conferences and things, I'm trying to stand on the treadmill for at least an hour of a day um, when I'm on calls, um, walking whilst I'm doing those calls, because I do a lot of meetings normally when I'm walking and talking. I don't think any of us kind of realize how much movement we do in, in a day, uh, you know, walk into the car, uh, walk in between locations walk into meetings, um, uh, walk into the shops, walking around the shops, um, taking the kids to the park, walk into um, clubs or um, um, pubs um, in terms of, uh, you know, maybe you you, are part of a book club or that you go to or a sports club that you go and visit um so you 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 know there's a lot more movement in a day than you would naturally um think of um and i've been kind of suffering from a little bit for that um even with my short runs that i've been doing at the beginning of the training plan i started a couple of weeks ago I, i kind of started right back at the beginning again i was struggling with some of the shorter runs and i know i'm capable of doing those runs i've done them hundreds of times before uh, and indeed i've run you know uh, four or five times further than that on on regular occasions as well so I was kind of try struggling with what it was that was holding me back what, what I was finding challenging and after sitting down and kind of thinking about it I think it was just the lack of the movement in the day so this week I've tried to do at least an hour a day um, on the treadmill as well just walking at a slow pace just to get a bit of extra movement in um, on top of my you know three runs a week and the workouts that I would normally do my cross training during the week as well so um, just to kind of keep up with my activity and, and that's the kind of adjustments that I want to talk about today you know that's a health and fitness example um, you know, there's going to be many different kinds of examples for each of our life situations. So um, in terms of um, businesses, maybe in terms of your health, in terms of your relationships with your family and friends, etc. Um, there's going to be adjustments that we need to make. Um, you, we've touched on this the last few episodes. It's kind of, We've talked about why it's important to um, kind of keep up and change and not have that um, victim mentality as such and kind of try and switch that and try and uh, use this as a period of growth as well um, or certainly as a period of sustain uh, rather than a period of lack and I think that's an important mindset to have Uh, but I think if we can work on making the necessary adjustments then we can um, turn that period of lack into a period of growth and I think that's that's important. So I've already given the one example of the the physical example for myself in terms of uh, my training. 
what areas of your life are there that you could do with making some adjustments for the next few weeks or months however long we're in this period you know um this leads me on to a, a different thing but i think it's worth mentioning actually um you know when i when i when i'm talking about this period of time in terms of the coronavirus the lockdown etc you know a lot of people are saying how long do we think it's going to go on for how long do you think it's going to last i don't know i'm not a scientist so i'm not a doctor um i don't really know anything extra that's been, I've, I try and read as little news as possible because it's quite depressing um, and I try and fill my mind with positive stuff rather than negative stuff but that being said the way I approach this is right now if this period of time was to extend into the foreseeable future so there's no end date it's going to it's going to carry on indefinitely what changes would I need to make to make sure that I thrive during this time um, and there, there are things that we can all do to make sure that we can do that and make this time as easy as possible I'm trying I find it easier not to put an end date on it you know um, depending on which newspaper you read or which news articles you look at um, they all say kind of give you different lengths of time of how long they think this period of lockdown and social distancing may carry on for um, so I try and not get um, attached to any of those stories I try not to get too emotionally involved in them and you know if, if, you, if and the problem with it is is if, if you read an article that says this is going to be three weeks um, and it's going to end in three weeks and then three weeks comes by and it's extended for another three weeks uh, you know that leads to disappointment and you, you know you've kind of got to reset the baseline reset the clock whereas the way I try and approach this is set it as an indefinite baseline so what do I need to do to make myself successful in whatever areas of my life I'm looking to, to carry on and maintain the same as I did before what do I need to do to make myself successful in those areas during this time period for this event now by not putting that end date on it it means there's no no reconfiguration of goals or timescales until things improve and then that that's a, a motivational boost in itself because we've come out of this difficult time this restricted period of time so things suddenly open up again which is only going to be a positive thing so if you've got kind of the mindset of we need to make the most of this time let's not worry about it let's put the things in place now that will enable us to carry on moving forward during this period then it doesn't matter how long that this period of time goes on for and like i say it's only going to be a positive thing it's only going to be a good thing when that period comes to an end whenever it may be so that's one of the things i try and do is like uh, just kind of and that can be quite challenging at first to get 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 kind of your head around get and start thinking in that way um, but i think it's going to be helpful in the long term uh, certainly how i i look at it and it certainly benefits me um you know i've done that before when i've had um into, you know things to a much smaller scale maybe i've been injured um maybe um a relative's been unwell um so i put processes in place and instead of thinking oh i only need to be doing this for two weeks because hopefully then they'll get better or hopefully then i'll be better um you know if if my injury goes on longer i've still got those systems that i can use i'm already in place i'm already comfortable with them i can keep going with it and, and it's not as big an effect as it may be if i kind of set a different system that's only going to last two weeks and then i've got to re collaborate uh re uh re uh 
calibrate everything for the new period of time that you think it's going to be. So something to think about um, in terms of when you're setting your goals, your objectives, when you're setting up your systems and your processes to meet those goals and objectives, um, kind of stop thinking in terms of, right, I can do it this way because it's only going to be two weeks. Well, stop thinking like that. If this was going to go on for six months, a year, what can I do to um, make this work? Um, how would I need to operate differently and put that in place now? Then you're going to strive and you're going to be successful um, uh, a lot easier than, uh, than you would otherwise. So hopefully that's a bit of uh, a useful hint or tip around that. So um, we're talking about making adjustments here. Um, and I think um, it can be easy to kind of... Um, fall into the mentality of um, and this falls back into what I was just saying it's easy to fall into this mentality of you know in, in two or three weeks time the government going to implement this new rule or this new guidance um, that's going to make life easier so I'll wait until that happens before I change anything or I do something and then like I say it's easier then to create these kind of mini excuses if you like um, that keep getting knocked back that knocks back your decision making and before you before you know it you know six or seven months may have gone past where you've not changed um, you've not developed maybe you've lost a little load of revenue if you're an entrepreneur maybe your goals have been set back massively maybe the weight you've lost you've put back on because you've not uh, adjusted your training mechanisms uh, maybe um, that new language you were trying to learn is starting to fade away because you've not put into place those new methodologies that you might need during this time um, what is it um, that you can do to to ensure success um, and I think I don't think it matters too much what role you are if you're an entrepreneur I don't think there's many roles that you can't make an adjustment now and, and set yourself up for a success in the future you know I was talking um, in the week to a friend on the phone and they said and you know I was talking about this this episode and what I was going to talk about and they kind of challenged me a little bit and they said of course there's plenty of jobs where you can't make the adjustment and I said well not really though there will of course be some jobs but it'll be a small minority um, and, they, and I said give me a few examples and I'll try and come up with uh, ways of um, adjusting and uh, the first one they gave me um, it did stump me for a few minutes I did have to think quite hard scratch my head a little bit and that example was a hairdresser or a barber um, you know what can they do during this period of time differently than they would normally do because uh, I believe uh, well we both believed that hairdressers are not counted at the moment as critical staff so we don't think their salons and things are open as, as, as they were normally um, so what could they do differently during this period of time and like I said I thought oh this did stump me a little bit because their profession their trade relies on the person being in front of them so that they can cut their hair trim their beard or whatever it may be um, for hairdressers and barbers so what could they do so like I said this stumped me for a little while so um, it took me a few minutes to th get and set stop stop thinking the way that I encourage everybody else to um, stop thinking and um, start thinking outside the box a little bit and what I came up with for a hairdresser or barber was you know we're in now in a kind of more online era we're in in the era of online shopping you know um, the high street is dying away anyway um, so foot footfall to places like uh, hairdressers and barbers are falling anyway because naturally people are not going to the high street as much and going to places where these businesses are so um, it could be potentially that they're struggling to keep business anywhere they may be the best hairdressers but people just don't go to the part of town maybe where um, their shop is so it becomes more difficult so I, I was trying to 
wrap my head around how do you take that and do that or do something like that online what service that could they provide their customers online now the where my mind first went and i immediately discarded this which i'm sure yours did as well is they could do kind of self tutorials on how somebody could cut their own hair or have their partner or a friend cut their hair and i thought no that's a really bad idea uh, you wouldn't necessarily want people um, cutting um, hairs based on your instructions if it went wrong you'd open yourself up to all kinds of liabilities and lawsuits so that's immediately discounted but what could they do instead what services could they provide online or um, through a, any other mechanisms and somebody coming into the store and that's what got me I stopped thinking about online and I thought right what other mechanism could they use and I thought actually if you're kind of a boutique hairdressers um, or boutique barbers maybe um, it could work for both um, what what's to stop you creating some kind of uh, a physical product a box a box of stuff that you ship out to your customers address and it's got a whole host of stuff in there that they could use for uh, to make themselves feel better you know a kind of a pampering box if you will um, so maybe it's got in there um, if, if it's a hairdresser's maybe it's got in there some um, hairspray and some uh, product for, for hair maybe it's got some um, candles in there and maybe it's got some um, special massage oils in there maybe it's got um, some special scented candles maybe you could make it like make it like a a date night experience box where you've got some products for a, a bloke in there so maybe you've got some aftershaves or some um, uh, facial moisturizers for uh, after a shave maybe um, you've got all those other products for um, women that I just mentioned and maybe there's something like um, set like I said scented candles to set the mood maybe you could put a book in there um, or maybe you could put a DVD in there that people could watch and kind of create this little experience where um, two people can be pampered uh, maybe you could do a couples one maybe you could do a singles one so um, that a single person could you know um, maybe include some nail paints in there something like that uh, so that they could just pamper themselves and and feel good because you know people want to be able to feel good still I know that everything's kind of a bit negative in the press at the moment and they might be feeling a bit down so this is a great opportunity to sell a product that that bring people that lifts people up and makes people feel good about themselves and even more so if you've got couples you know it might be a great idea to do kind of some um, date night type activity box that they could use without going anywhere so that's going to be a kind of a unique product that they could do um so something along those lines. So there's definitely things that most organisations, most entrepreneurs um, can, can uh, make that change, make that um make that adjustment and I think if, if you start thinking like that you're actually going to have a product that you can still keep using and keep selling once this period of time's over so that's what I mean about putting yourself in that better position so not only are you now back in the salon uh, back in the barbershop doing your usual business you've now got a, a product that you can um, supplement your income with as well so those people that may be unable to get out to get their hair cut as often as they want or to feel pampered you know you can still got something that you can do for people um, you've already got most hairdressers and barbers kind of keep a customer list um, and so you've kind of got a, a marketing campaign ready you've got all those folks who are your regular customers contact details so you could get hold of them during this period and say look we're look, launching this thing are you interested uh, kind of yes or no you could also do some Facebook advertising in your local area and um, there's a whole host of marketing mechanisms um, that you could use to sell that product 
product right now. And like I said, that's going to put you in a better position in the future as well, because it's another kind of income stream for your business in the future as well. So that's that was one example. And, and like I said, he did stump me for a few minutes. I had to think a little bit outside the box for that one. The second um, challenge he gave me was uh, what uh, this one was. He was thinking outside the box for this one. Uh, what if you're a professional wrestler? And I was like, well, this is one's nice and easy. Um, so professional wrestler, obviously, I'm assuming uh, somebody like that can't be doing um, their usual business, um, their sports, their athletes, their sports people. Um, so obviously, that's coming into contact with a lot of people. So I'm guessing I don't know for a fact again, uh, but I'm guessing they were um, they were on. Um, on furlough or uh, whatever you want to call that um, at the moment as well and I thought actually this is a nice and easy one for me um, you know wrestlers boxers um, any kind of athlete you know your your peak physical fitness you obviously do a lot of training to maintain that so the obvious one here is to create um, a, an online training program or a, a maybe a training DVD that you could send out in the post um, for people to um, uh, do at home so if you're a professional wrestler maybe you could put out and you could record a series of videos or DVDs you could you know maybe you could host the videos on your website and sell them through the website maybe you could offer them as a dvd maybe you could do um a, you know a live stream where you stand in front of a camera and tell people and demonstrate people um, what they need to do um, while they kind of follow along at home um, and package that up in a way um, that's attractive to your ideal audience so if you're a professional wrestler maybe your ideal audience is um, wrestling fans who want to get fitter or maybe it's somebody or maybe you want to be even more niche than that and, and put a set of training videos for aspiring wrestlers um, that you could sell to maybe a, a younger demographic who are just coming out of school who are interested in that kind of a career there's going to be a niche there that um, that you could sell to um, which I think could be quite successful. Um, so there's a whole host of different kind of online or um, uh, um, hard copy training packages that you could sell around that. Um, there's you could you know you could also write if you're if you're a well-known wrestler already you could start writing a biography of how you did how you got to where you are in terms of what training did you have to do as you were coming up through the ranks uh, what challenges did you have through the ranks and kind of almost a little bit of an expose into your industry um, and that's going to put you on the front foot um, for future down the line as well because and kind of put you in the spotlight a little bit for uh, being a master of your craft um, because you're kind of knowledgeable you've got a book about it um, and that's going to put you on the front foot further down the line because obviously um, athletes can't be athletes for every, every uh, forever um, they have a shorter kind of um, career span if you like in that particular sport so i'm sure that somebody more knowledgeable than me would be able to say what uh, the upper age limit for a wrestler is i'm sure there is one i uh, i don't know off the top of my head when that your your physical body your body just can't take the physical um the physical steps of that anymore um the physicality of of doing that day in day out um it's a lot of training it's an intense training period um so 
by having a bug that also sets you up in the future to get into other things so maybe you could become a speaker um train a training that goes out and speaks professionally motivating aspiring wrestlers or um, current wrestlers uh, maybe you go and help train and do um, kind of celebrity training um, stuff and uh, maybe it could lead into a, a, a new tv program where you do a fitness type um, a tv program if you're in those kind of circles so there's a whole host of things so that there aren't too many businesses that you could start thinking outside of the box and it may take you a little while to think about it because it's quite difficult taking um, how you currently think about something and the hairdressers was a good example of that the barbers was a great example because when when you think about that you naturally think about an in-store product you go in and have that experience of getting your hair cut you're physically cut there in the in the salon or the uh, the barber shop and um, you know you you actually have to go to that location for that to happen um, so you kind of have to start thinking differently and start thinking right in 21st century what could we do and there's a whole host of things that most businesses can do make those adjustments and kind of get themselves on the front foot and if you're kind of clever about it and think about it in the right way like i said again a few examples you can position yourself where you're going to be um, a, a step ahead of the competition in the future when everybody comes back to operating as usual uh, because you've now got an extra product to sell you've got a, a new online program whatever it may be um, you may be able to even offer some one-on-one -on -one coaching maybe um, in both of those examples actually i hadn't thought of that until just now that cropped up uh, maybe you're as a wrestler maybe you could do one-on-one -on -one video coaching with aspiring wrestlers um, the same with as a hairdresser if you've been in a you know a hairdresser for the last 10 15 years whatever it is maybe you could do some one-on-one -on -one lessons with somebody um, that's um, an apprentice at the moment or just coming through college or um, that, that's just interested in getting started in hairdressing or beauty. Maybe there's something you can do there, whether that's through Skype or Zoom or whatever online conferencing facility you want to use. There's a whole host of them out there. Maybe you can do something in that space as well because um, I'm a firm believer that everybody's got a skill that other people can benefit from, that everybody has knowledge that they can share with other people. Um, so what knowledge do you have that you, could you package up and whether that's around the niche that you're currently operating in or whether it's something slightly different you know that could be helping people and if you're delivering value and, and helping people learn new things then there's still a big market for that the personal development market has increased something like sevenfold in the last six years in the last five or six years and I think that's a phenomenal increase in investment in that area so everybody's recognized that they need to improve so if you're if you've done what you you're if you've done what you do for a really long time you kind of mastered the craft why can't you share that knowledge with other people and help teach other people that skill um, they're going to learn from that they're going to benefit from that and they're going to pay you for that as well so why not kind of just have a think about that and what knowledge you have and maybe that knowledge is not in the niche that you're operating in now maybe you're a hairdresser now but actually you're you're an avid i don't know um uh, in your spare time maybe you're into archery something random I, I, the first thing that cropped up in my mind maybe you love going down the archery range um, and you and you go regularly and you're really good at that so maybe but, but 
that's nothing to do with your business. That's just a hobby at the moment. Maybe you could do some online coaching and online video, online training and packages around that instead. And that's then diversifying your income portfolio as well, your income streams. I think uh, that's uh, another really positive thing to try and do anyway. Um, so being able to do that during this time is going to help you out because then you're going to have an additional income stream when you go back to your day job. So, you know, start thinking outside the box in terms of the current niche that you're operating in but also think outside the box in terms of what hobbies and skills and knowledge do you have that other people would pay to learn from and maybe they don't even need to pay for it maybe you're willing to give that away for free to kind of build your business up a little bit that's a really good thing to do it's a good way of building a business as well uh, i would always be cautious about giving away things for free for too long because it kind of devalues your craft uh, devalues your craft and kind of um, you, you, I think everybody deserves to be paid what they're worth. So if you're giving away really valuable information that it's taking you years and years and years to learn and you're kind of packaging that up in a really nice way, then for sure maybe you give part of that away for free to get people interested and show that you've got the experience and the credentials, but then maybe um, package it up and, and sell it um, you know, for a good price um, so that um, you make money from it as well, but they're still getting a massive phenomenal amount of value from it. You know, I've done a, um, some online trainings already during this period over the last three weeks and um, which I've paid for um, and the way um, that it's being done is they've packaged it in such a way that it's information that I want and that I want to be able to learn from but they've packaged it up in a way and into a um, a nice bundle of stuff that's phenomenal value um, at a low price so that I keep coming back to those companies and I know what they're doing from a psychology point of view because I've studied sales and I've uh, studied um, kind of market behavior etc so I kind of understand that they're packaging up information in a nice way and giving me massive value on that and then use that to retain me as a customer time and time again and that really does work so what can you do in that space if you do could you do like a if um, going back to the hairdressing example for example could you do um could you do a starters um starters course if you're if you're doing some kind of online coaching and online tutoring could you do a starters one could you do a kind of a uh, a kind of a start slash beginners type one could you do a more um advanced one and then could you do an ex expert one so you kind of take people through the stages and maybe the cost for all of those is the same or maybe the increasing cost um, but the information should get more in depth more detail and kind of cover more ground the further you progress through that course so maybe that's a way to package it up um, there are plenty of books out there on kind of packaging material up um, I'll try and post a review of a couple of them because um, I've read quite a few um, over the last few years um, so maybe I'll try and post a review at some point on Facebook of a couple of those if you're interested uh, let me know um, so that's all I really wanted to talk today. Hope talk about today. Hopefully that's helped. Um, I think that if we can look at those adjustments, whether it's in our personal lives in terms of our health and fitness, whether it's in terms of our personal lives in terms of uh, relationships and family and friends, or whether it's in terms of our work life in terms of our businesses, if we're entrepreneurs and our jobs. Um, you know, we talked last week about what you could do if you're an employee, how you can develop your learning during this time, learn new skill sets so you can add more value to your employer when you go back. Um, 
could you still be adding value to your employer now? Are there still things you could be doing? Can you research new products for them? That kind of thing. So we had that discussion already last week. Um, this week's conversation was more around if you're an entrepreneur and you've got your own business. So hopefully it's kind of giving you more of an view, more of a view if you're an entrepreneur of those adjustments that you can make um, during this period of time. So thank you very much for listening and I shall see you all next week.